Welcome to Fright Fix. My name's Suk. And my name's Celia. Celia, episode two. How, how are you feeling? How are you doing? Good, good. I don't want to say I'm excited at the beginning of every episode, but I still am. Yeah. <laughs> how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very glad we watched this movie and been looking forward to talking to you about it. Yeah, it's something a bit different, I think. Absolutely. So this week we have a slightly shorter episode for you. A quick fix, if you will. Find your Fright Fix anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media at Fright Fix. Before we continue, I do want to give a spoiler warning. So if you haven't already watched the film, go and watch it and come back to listen to us. So this week, we watched 2018's Greta, directed by Neil Jordan, who's famous for The Crying Game and Mona Lisa. And it's written by Ray Wright. And it stars Chloe Grace Moretz as Francis and Isabella Huppert as Greta. Greta is a psychological thriller. Chloe Moretz plays a sweet, naive young woman living in New York. Her name's Frances. She doesn't think twice about returning the handbag she finds on a train to its owner. The owner is Greta, Isabel Humpert, a lonely, slightly eccentric French woman with a love for classical music. Having recently lost her mother, Frances grows closer to widowed Greta. The two become fast friends, but Greta's maternal charms begin to dissolve and grow increasingly disturbing as Frances discovers that nothing in Greta's life is what it seems. Greta ends up kidnapping Frances and locking her away in a secret room in her house. She has done this to girls before, trying to create surrogate children after losing her own daughter to suicide due to the abuse that she endured at the hands of Greta. After Greta kills a private detective looking for Frances, it's Frances's best friend Erica who eventually finds and saves her. So Celia, what were your overall thoughts on the film? So I keep flitting between really liking it and really not liking it. Wow. And when I was thinking about this podcast episode, I did have a few more things that I wasn't too happy about than I did <laughs> okay. that I was happy about. Um, but I feel like I wouldn't be giving this film justice by saying that I didn't like it because I enjoyed it. And I think that is part of the film, the film's experience. Um, I'll, I'll keep it that for now <laughs> and I'll go into more detail later but what did you think I'm actually really interested to hear what you have to say after after that introduction <laughs> but, uh, I mean generally I like the movie um, I think I don't know if my expectations were just super low but I kind of walked away fairly pleased with it uh, it was small scale character motivations were fairly clear the character journeys were reasonably understandable and not totally out of the realm of believability mm. You know, there was a small cast. I think there were like five characters, if I recall. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if it was originally written as a small play or something. Yeah, it seems to it could work well, couldn't it, on stage? Because there are only a few different places that they are in Greta's house on the train, kind of at the restaurant. Yeah, and at um, France's apartment. Apartment, yeah. Yeah, to literally four locations. So, Sook, what did you think of the acting and casting choice? Um, casting Isabella Huppert uh, as Greta was a stroke of genius, I thought. She mm. genuinely made me believe she was a lunatic. Uh, definitely, the if, if there was a star attraction of this movie, it'd be her performance, I'd say. Um, you know, she initially yeah. seems like a normal lady, you know, but very quickly you s start to suspect something creepy is going on. And uh, I mean, I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was, but I think the moment we see the bags, 
uh, yeah. the handbags in the cupboard that's when you know it that's was way, you know. yeah it was way worse than what I expected I, I don't know I just felt dread and uh, yeah. but generally um, in terms of cast I, I personally couldn't fault any of their performances no not at all I think I took a long time to think that Greta was actually stalking her stalking Francis which uh. I, I think it was because she was such a good actress I thought she's not being super creepy about it I don't know whether she I thought for ages that she was just you know kind of obsessive but in a harmless way obviously I kind of knew what I was what was coming up but (laughs) I think because she was so good at portraying someone who could be passed as a normal person she could kind of put this this mask on and say um I'm just here because I love you and I just look after you and I you know kind of gaslighting her and things I was like I'm not really sure where it's going after that um but yeah I think she she did steal the show as it went on her character developed a lot you know she was dancing in scenes and she was getting angry and we were seeing much more of her um character play out I think the only thing that I didn't like and I think it was (laughs) it's two things because one of the things I loved about the film was the fact that it wasn't just um boy meets girl boy gets obsessed boy kidnaps girl the mm-hmm. end which happens so much it's more of this kind of maternal love and the obsession between a mother and daughter and I just find it really refreshing when there are relationships playing out that aren't uh sexual or yeah. in kind of romantic way because we see it all the time so I love that yeah yeah good point yeah it kind of it but at the same time that power dynamic is one of the reasons why there was a little bit of unbelievability in the story for me only because there were scenes where I thought Francis could definitely overpower Greta just because she was a small woman and I think so the reasons why it plays well is because it chooses a different type of relationship but how it doesn't play well is that in my head there were elements of you could grab her right now and you are stronger she's bigger she's taller than Greta um, and you wouldn't have that if it was a male with a female just because of body you know strength and build and things like that so there isn't that kind of empower the powerful um physical aspect to it it's much more psychological yeah um, uh, and I completely get that she is so terrified that she doesn't want to you know um stand up to her but part of me is like oh if you just grab her <laughs> <laughs> yeah because Greta's like a middle-aged lady and uh, mm. uh Francis is like this young girl she's like cycling around she's got energy yeah yeah you know what I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it right now there you go another episode you've uh, you've opened my eyes once again <laughs> Well, I always think about um, what you would do in that situation or what I would do in that situation. I don't know whether I'm just, uh, you know, not an angry person, but I just wanted to be, you know, grab her and put her in the box myself and, you know, <laughs> lock the door <laughs> right yeah. at the beginning. Because there was a scene where when Greta opens the box for the first time with Francis inside, Francis isn't tied to anything. She's just really scared. And Greta's kind of leaning over her. But part of me was just like, just grab her just grab her neck and pull her in and or do something yeah obviously she was very scared and I get that um yeah she doesn't know what Greta's capable of and I I think we're um if 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 Francis was any other character in this world that the movie's set in maybe um they would have overpowered Greta but I think because Francis's mother had just died and I think that would probably debilitated Francis in a way that maybe another character would not have been weakened yeah and uh I don't know how much that has to play in it but 
maybe she was kind of almost wanting to be a bit more submissive. That's a really good point, actually. Possibly. I've only just thought that right now after, <laughs> after what you've just said. Um, mm. No, definitely. I, th- I think that's completely plausible. And you never know what you do in that situation until you were in it. Let's just hope we never are. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> uh, did you have a favourite scene? On the edge of my seat when Frances was drugged mm-hmm. in her apartment. And when Greta kind of walked in and Francis's blurry eye just making out the silhouette of Greta. And then Greta ki- essentially kidnaps Francis and takes her home and locks her in the box. And I was like, wow, okay, they're actually doing this. But then it kind of snaps to um, Francis waking up and it was all just a dream. And I was kind of a bit furious at that point. And so I was, was I. Yeah, because I was like, oh, really? You're going to be that kind of movie? You're going to chicken out? Like, come yeah. on, man, let's stick to it. You know, go you know go to that place that where disney would hesitate to go to yeah and uh, but then as the movie progressed there's a scene where i think francis goes into the the lift and then the lift starts the walls start shaking and enclose her and squish her yeah. and then it cuts to francis waking up in the box mm. and i was like yeah <laughs> and they didn't chicken out like it's a bait and switch they they tricked me so yeah tricked me completely as well i thought i i felt so cheated when she woke up from a dream i felt like we were in mm. a year 9 essay class where everybody's creative writing ends with and they woke up and it was all a dream. A dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, ha- I have to admit, I, I I then felt cheated because I thought that it was all a dream, and then it wasn't. And I was like, oh god, I can't, I can't, I can't figure out what this film's trying to do. They're playing with your emotions. Too. They are. They are playing with my emotions, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. <laughs> Manipulated, used. Exactly. Um, but it does give you that sense of relief, doesn't it, when she wakes up from the dream, even if, though you might think, oh. You know, that's just a kind of boring way of, of making the film progress. But I think it just it makes you go through a roller coaster of emotions of like, oh, yes. OK, she wasn't actually drugged. Oh, my God, she actually was drugged. Yeah. And I do think, again, if you were in that situation, you had this dream and you woke up and you were actually there. Oh, oh it's, it's the reverse of what you want. I don't mind having a nightmare because I know I can wake up at the end of it. But having it the other way around. No, thank you. <laughs> Did you have a favourite scene? I did. It was the final scene for me. Um, It was when Francis and Erica, so Erica is Francis's best friend who comes to save her. They lock Greta in the box, as they call it, and they stick an Eiffel Tower ornament through the lock so that she can't get out or unjam it. Um, And Greta, who was unconscious, wakes up and starts wiggling the box and the... You can see the Eiffel Tower kind of teetering on the edge of falling yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so part of me thought, please find an actual lock and don't just leave the Eiffel Tower in there because it definitely is <laughs> not going to stay there. Yeah. But for what it represents, I thought it was really clever because Greta pretends to be French. I think she's actually Hungarian. Hungarian, yeah. Um, but she pretends to be French throughout the film as part of her persona. What draws her in is... What draws other women in is that she has this kind of elegance about her and a, and a mystique um, about the character that she's created for herself. And so they kind of lock her in or kind of trap her in her own lies by using this Eiffel Tower to trap her in the box, yeah. which I thought was very interesting. I did like that. I did. I mean, this is such a stretch, but I do wonder whether they called Francis Francis, because it kind of sounds like French. Oh, Fran- Francis. Francis. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's just a bad pun, but. 
yeah, I think that was um, a very metaphorical ending. And also the fact that it kind of keeps you on your toes because you think mm, she could probably get out of that box if she tried. <sighs> it's, it's really funny you say that because there wasn't really anything that I disliked in the movie. Mm. But it's that damn ending. Mm. I wasn't quite sure how I felt about that ending. And uh, it's like when the girls locked Greta up in the box, like I understood the sentiment, you know, what they were yeah. going for. But, you know, they wanted to give her a taste of her own medicine. But, you know, they didn't lock her in properly. And uh-huh. um, I remember watching the movie and I out loud said, the Eiffel Tower isn't going to work. Oh. Like, like, what were they thinking? Like, uh, there's a part of me thinks that that's it. They, they thought they saved the day you know they, that's it yeah. they're going to carry on with their lives and then um, I'd I like to hope I hope to think that they were just going to go and call the police or something yeah I'd, I'd hope so but it did seem they kind of walked away and Pretty they seemed a bit themselves. more calm so it was like right we're done we've finished yeah. yeah what they should have done was locked her in the box and then thrown that lime or whatever into the box behind her alive Look. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they should have done with that end <laughs> Greta could have got, I mean, not Greta Francis, could have got her revenge. Her revenge at the end. That's I think you're feeling. turning it from a psychological thriller to a, a gory horror <laughs> by yeah, the end. Yeah, and they should have shown the lime, like, disintegrating her skin. That's yeah. the cath- that's the catharsis oh, that I wanted. Okay, well, I'm never going to cross you. I mean, I'm, I was never planning on locking you in a box, but now I'm never going <laughs> to say a bad word. And you quietly shuffle that box away. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it did feel a little bit, um, I mean, even just the, I don't know if ergonomics is the right word, of the size of the Eiffel Tower. I mean, it was uh-huh. almost falling out even before she'd started wiggling it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was there anything you didn't like about the movie? I, I suppose the reason that I said at the beginning that I had quite a few things that I didn't like about it wasn't anything to do with the acting or the, the directing. It was more just some of my questions were never answered oh, um, yeah. around the story. And also that at some points, the story was a little bit predictable in yeah. terms of a kidnapping story. Yeah. And I thought that the bag thing, as in she has multiple of these bags that she leaves on trains for women to find to give back to her. I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was yeah. such a good twist. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. they did show that in the trailer because I remember seeing oh. that. And so I when I went into the film, I wasn't, oh, right. Yeah, it would be so much better if you'd never seen the trailer. I because... hate it when trailers do that. They seem to do it more and more these days where they just like, you might just show, there should be a, a rule. And I've thought of this where um, anything shown in the trailer can only be from the first third of the movie. It would make so much sense. Yeah, and it would it's... save a lot of films because, yeah, I, I already knew that that was coming. So it was like the one thing that I thought was really good about the story I'd already known. So oh, it was a little bit different. Um, Why did you watch the trailer? It was ages ago. It was oh, ages ago I watched it. And I thought, oh, this looks like a really good film because it has a really good twist. Yeah. And I always think that with those films, they're showing you the least of the twists, if you know <laughs> what I mean. Like there's going to be so much more in the film that they could show you this, this bag thing. Yeah. But knowing that that was the twist, it's like, why would you put that in the trailer? Oh, man. If there was ever a special edition of this movie released, and you know how some special editions have like arty farty box art, mm. it would just be Greta with that bag on the mm. front cover. That's what it should be. Yeah. It's such an iconic thing in the movie. And then they and it was spoiled in the trailer. What a stupid decision. I know. I know. So that kind of made me, th- you know, think, oh, now the story is quite predictable because there isn't any twist oh man 
I do Sorry. think <laughs> it's not your fault, Sirk. <laughs> I could uh, handle it. You're responsible. I'm going to call Mr. Hollywood and get them to sort it yeah. out. Yeah, stop putting the twists in your trailers. <laughs> we'll all have a better time. Um, yeah, and like I said, I had a few questions that I just didn't really understand. I mean, my first one was, why can't the police help her? I mean, you know, when Greta is standing across the road and she's kind of staring through the window and then the police come and they're like, oh, she's not doing anything wrong. But she is. She's harassing her. And I feel like in real life, I don't know, maybe I'm just overly sensitive, but it feels like they could have done much more. Yeah, that bit just wanted to make, or that series of events just wanted to make me scream. It's like, a, and, and you know, the weird thing is, I bet in real life, that's how it is. I bet there's yeah. very little grounds for the police to do anything. They, I mean, the police are probably afraid that they're going to get sued or something, but, yeah. or, or whatever. I mean, whatever, actually, I won't get into that. That's a whole other kind of beans, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. it just, yeah, sorry, go no, you do. You do hear stories about people who have had stalkers and they've had no help. Um, and I suppose that that is what it's showing. It's just it seemed really obvious that there was something wrong. And it only took until she kind of had a had a breakdown, a meltdown in her restaurant. Oh, that was working. that was a car crash in slow motion, wasn't it? it like, was, I couldn't believe it was, it was happening. And it kind of it gives me flashbacks to working as a waitress and somebody saying that the wine's off or that I didn't like the wine. Nobody's thrown the glass on the floor, but nobody you- stalked you either now. No, no, no. No one stalked me yet. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it was that was one of the questions I had. So the other question that I had was when Erica dresses up as a model from Texas and she uh, goes to Greta's house to try and get Francis back and pretends to be somebody who's found her bag on the train. Erica knew that Greta had kidnapped Francis, but she comes by herself to try and save Francis. She doesn't call the police. She doesn't bring back up. Of no. any kind. She just goes by herself. I mean, at that point, you know that this woman is delusional and mm. very, very dangerous. Why she came by herself, I don't understand. Unless she did go to the police and the police ignored her as well. Uh, or mm. even friends or something, because there was that scene where it was a she'd revealed herself to Greta and said, Haha, it's actually me. I'm here to save. Francis mm. um and then they had a bit of a tussle and, and you kind of thought for a second oh is Greta gonna you know uh overwhelm her as well and, and and lock her up with Francis um at that point it would have been great if she had a bit of backup that she could call and yeah. somebody else could come in and help I suppose yeah potential I get it but part of me was just like oh again if I was in that situation I would not go by myself I mean, when they were showing that girl on the train who picks up the second bag, like I would never have guessed that it was her friend. I don't know. I was. I thought that was really good. Yeah, Um, furthest from my thoughts. Yeah. And I was, I was getting really metaphorical about it, and I was going to speak about how the fact that they didn't show the face of the new girl because it was just an, you know, one of many, and there was this big, but it was actually because it was the face of Erica, and so they never showed her. Yeah. the face on and I was prepared to talk about <laughs> all this metaphorical stuff and then I realized no it's just because it was Erica and you couldn't see her yeah that was a nice surprise yeah it was so did you pick up any trivia or production notes from Greta no not very much there was um only one interesting thing that I found about the movie and uh I don't know if this says a lot about the movie uh mm-hmm. but so the film is set in New York yeah but the entire thing was filmed in Ireland. Really? Yep. Which is where, where yeah, which is where Neil Jordan, the director, is from. He's Irish, and uh, the train scenes were filmed in Toronto. And uh, I mean, 
I was fooled. I, I couldn't believe what I was reading, to be honest. I did. I did not expect you to say that. <laughs> I mean, I've never been to New York, so I don't actually know what it looks like. But it looks like they did a pretty good job to me as they filmed. Really? Big time, yeah. Why? I wonder why they didn't film in New York. Um, probably expensive. I mean, maybe the director. I don't know. Maybe they got some kind of funding, Irish Film Fund or something. I'm not quite sure. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some kind of tax reason. Well, it just shows the magic of cinema, doesn't it? Yeah. Did you a could good be job. in one place and pretend to be another, and we would all be fooled. I don't know if uh, a hardcore, not New Yorkian, uh, New, Yorker. New Yorker, yeah. <laughs> a New Yorkian, yep. We'll but stick with that. A hardcore New Yorkian would know the difference. Um, but yeah, I was completely fooled. We hope you enjoyed this month's Fright Fix. Join us next month as we'll explore a new horror film. We will be posting the movie a few days before the podcast episode is released on our social media. So be sure to follow us at Fright Fix if you want to watch the film ahead of time. If you would like to send us a message or want us to cover a scary movie on an upcoming episode, please feel free to contact us on Instagram or Twitter or email us at podcast at frightfix.com. See you next time.